let's stand together. Have you come to bless the Lord today? Come to lift him. Let's give you praise this morning, church. Let's give him glory. He is worthy of all glory today. Bless you in this place, Lord Jesus. We magnify you. We 
glorify you, the king of our hearts, oh God. We bless you, Lord Jesus. Let the king of my heart be the mountain where I run, the fountain I drink from, and oh, he is my song. Let the king of my heart be the shadow where I hide, the ransom for my life, oh, he is my song. Cause you are good, good. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless your name, O oh God. 
lift you up, Lord. You come to lift him up today, church. Have you come to magnify the Lord? Lord, we bless you in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. A man's empty praise, the treasures that fade are never enough. Then you came along. Thank you, Lord. Put me back together. Now every desire is now satisfied here in your love. And all that is nothing is better than you. There's nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing and nothing. Oh, 
today. Amen. So good to see you. Cancel election is coming up August the 14th. If you'd like to be considered for a position, please see myself or Miss Sandra, who's on the keyboard this morning, our administrative assistant. There are three positions available this year. Also, VBS will be kicking off tonight. Give me that monitor there. Uh, VBS will be kicking off tonight. We're going to have our uh, zoo set up tonight. Anybody want to join in the zoo? Anybody ever feel like a monkey? All right. A wild animal. All right. We're going to be having that tonight. It's going to be really exciting. We're going to be having hot dogs, um, chips. I don't know what all is going to be over there, but I promise you it's going to be really, really good. And most of all, we're going to have fun and fellowship. Our kids are going to have a ball. And we're super excited about having the um, animals for them tonight. So that's going to be a highlight of tonight. Uh, you know God created the animals. Anybody know that? And so uh, it doesn't matter whether I like your cat or not. God made it, all right? So, and God said it was good. You can agree with that or you don't have to, but the Bible said it. Wednesday, we're going to have a water slide. And I come join in on the fun. July 31st is family day. Uh, our kids will come in and worship with us for the 24th, 27th, and 31st. I'm going to be actually at General Assembly, but um, Pastor Larry Anderson, he's not a pastor anymore, but he was a pastor for a number of years. Brother Larry Anderson is going to be with you guys, and I promise you, you're going to enjoy that uh, time with him. He's a wonderful speaker, and so we're looking forward. I hate I can't be here with you. I can't watch it, though. But um, we'll be praying that God would just be blessing you guys while we're away, and I know that um, y'all going to be able to make it without me, right? Y'all are supposed to say no. I refuse to be the guy that talks people into heaven through tickling ears. I refuse to be the guy that when I get up, everybody knows what I'm going to say. I have listened to televangelists for years. I have listened to preachers for years. 
And I found that many of them say the exact same thing every service. The exact same thing. They talk prosperity. They talk blessing. They never deal with that nasty word called sin. Sin. We don't, let's not mess with sin. Let's not talk about sin. Because that makes us uncomfortable. But I made it up in my mind a long time ago. I was not going to be that guy. Because I had an epiphany a few years back. Maybe it was a Paul moment where I said, I don't know whether I was in the spirit or not. But I could just see people gathering around the gates of heaven. And I can see pastors standing around talking. And I can see church members coming up, getting ready to go into heaven, waiting on their name to be called. And it's almost like I have an epiphany. As I can hear people that are saying to their pastors, why in the world didn't you preach about sin? Why didn't you preach the truth to me? And so today, if there's anything that Gap Hill Church of God stands for, I want it to be the truth. Because I want to tell you something from our group classes and meetings on Sunday morning, all the way to the pulpit, everything that we do, everything that we represent, there's one goal that we have in mind for you, and that is that you make it to heaven. If, if I can preach my entire life, I can preach great sermons, I can say everything that people want to hear. But at the end of the day, if you miss out on heaven, you've missed out on everything. And it is our responsibility as leaders, it is our responsibility as teachers to train people in what thus saith the Lord. And today I want to deal with the subject, you cannot speak out what you don't have inside of you. There is something that we must understand about walking in victory today. And I want to go to Romans chapter 6. And I want to read all of this. This is several scriptures, but they're short. And so it won't take but a moment. But we really need to grab this. Look at verse 12. Therefore, do not, this is really powerful. Do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey in its lust. And do not present your members, your hands, your mouth, whatever, as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. But present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. That means use the members I've given you for glory and honor to God. Verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you. Somebody ought to say amen. amen. Sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under law. But you are under grace. What then? Shall we sin? Because we are not under law but under grace. Certainly not. If you read the first verse he says this. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Of course not. How are we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Let's go on to verse 16. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one slave whom you obey? Whether of sin leading to death or of obedience that is leading to righteousness. But God be thanked that though you were, somebody say were, not anymore. Though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. That means the word that I preached to you, the truth. And having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. 
For just as you presented your members as slaves of uncleanness and of, unlaw, uh, and of uh, lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves of righteousness for holiness. Just a few more verses. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. What fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now, but now, but right now, being set free from sin, becoming slaves to God, you have your fruit to holiness in the end, everlasting life. The popular scripture, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. There is something that you must understand about victory. You cannot speak out what you do not have living inside of you. You cannot speak joy if you're depressed. You cannot speak peace and serenity and calmness to someone else or even to yourself if you are living in a state of anxiety. You cannot speak deliverance if all you ever speak is about being bound. You cannot speak freedom into your life or somebody else's life if you do not speak freedom and live in freedom in your own life. See, understand with me today, you can only speak out what you have in you. Now, a lot of people are good about praying about outside circumstances for other people. But they never deal with, with what's going on on the inside of them. The plague of unbelief and doubt that is, and defeat that is living inside of them. Have you ever heard people that when they talk, all they ever talk about is defeat? Have you ever met anybody that when you talk to them, all they ever tell you about is pessimistic things? Do you know why they do that? Because that's what's living inside of them. Sometimes they can't help it. It's bad relationships. It's bad experiences that have caused them to be the way that they are. But I'm telling somebody today that God does not want you to continue speaking like that. You have been made free from those things. So today I'm wanting to get something else inside of you. Instead of defeat today, I want you to leave this place speaking victorious things over your life, over your family. Because the devil wants you to be defeated, folks. But God has given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Understand with me. If you can ever get victory inside of you. It is amazing how the stuff that used to bother you. That used to concern you. Guess what? When you get victory inside of you. It won't bother you anymore. When you truly get the victory of Jesus living inside of your heart. You're speaking things of victory. That's right. When Martha comes around with that irritating voice that you hate so much. Martha ain't going to bother you today because there's something that is living inside of you. When people say things about you, used to it may have disturbed you, used to it may have bothered you. But once you get this life called victory and you are walking in victory instead of always the victim and always feeling like everybody's against you. When you begin to live this life of victory, everything for you will change. You will see things different on the outside because of what's happening to you on the inside. But if you are going to have, are y'all ready for this? If you are going to have that kind of victory, 
that kind of lifestyle, the next steps you've got to take is a word called grow. Somebody say grow up. Look at you, Nate. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to go there. They do that on TV. It works good for them. Grow up. We have to have something that happens. We have to grow up in our faith. We have to grow up in our belief system. Not just that we in private tell people, oh, I believe that God can do it. But that we will shout it from the rooftop when everybody else is around. Whether they're a Christian or whether they're a sinner, it doesn't matter. Because what is inside of us is going to come out. And we will declare to them the good things that God has done for us. We will share our testimony because victory is inside of us. We are growing in our faith. We are growing in our belief system. We are growing in our understanding of who God is. This God that we serve, He's omnipotent. He's all-powerful. He's omniscient. He is all-knowing. There is nothing that my God cannot do. Did you just hear what my brother just sang to you a few moments ago? No, there's nothing that's better than you. There's no one greater than you. This is the God that we serve. We have to grow in our understanding of who this God is that we say is living on the inside of us. But we all have things that we struggle with. And if we're honest today, there are things in our lives that we are trying to gain victory over. But it's amazing to me how the believers spend so much time trying to loose themselves from things that Jesus Christ has already set them free from because of the cross. When Jesus died, every sin you would ever commit, everything you would ever do, every wrong you would ever commit. Do you know what Jesus did? He took our sin and he became sin for us. So you don't have to sit here and fight and struggle and try to shake loose from this stuff. I'm telling somebody today that you are free now in the name of Jesus. Now I don't want to devalue and I don't want to deminimize the fact that there are some flesh issues. Even Paul tells us here when he's writing, he says, I speak to you in these terms because of the weakness of your flesh. So we must understand today that, and I believe this, that for everyone, there is that something that they struggle with, right? There is that something, and what we'll call it is a soft spot in their armor. Whenever you read the book of Pilgrim's Progress and you find that the enemy found that the only spot that he could shoot him was, was from behind because there was a spot that Christian in the book did not have covered. And so he said, I'll attack him from there. And that is the way it is with the devil. He is going to come into our lives and into our homes and he's going to pick it apart. And he is going to figure out what that weak spot is, what that one thing is, and he is going to try to gnaw away at that. Just, just keep on and keep on until he causes us to fall, causes us to sin. Watch this with me. But we are victorious through Jesus Christ our Lord. But thanks be to God that giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. So understand with me. I understand the struggle of sin. But I also understand that the wages of sin is death. It always has been. It always will be. There is nothing good about sin. Sin is nasty. Sin is evil. But Jesus said in our text. He said you are now. Somebody say now. Not tomorrow, but right now, you are made free from your sins. Thank you, Holy Ghost, today. Man, I feel this. Being now made free from sin means that we have a choice that we've got to make. What is the choice? 
Well, we have this choice that we can either walk in sin or we can live in holiness, right? Ever since the beginning of time, do you know what God has done? He's a great God, folks. Life is full of choices. God knew it was going to be that way. And it is the God of the Bible that we read about. He planned it from the beginning. He has not strayed from that original plan all the way thousands of years ago in the book of Genesis. Since Adam and Eve in the garden, every action begins with a choice. Thank you, Eve. Eve couldn't keep her mouth shut. She opened it up. She ate that fruit. And Adam was a weak, weak vessel. And his wife said, oh, honey, it's so good. And Adam said, all right, let's do this. If you did it, I'm jumping in with you. And he went ahead and ate of that fruit too. But they had a choice that they could have made. And any time that I make myself a slave to unrighteousness or a slave to sin, it is not because you made me do it. It is not because of something you said that got me in a bad mood and I decided I was just going to go out and sin. It is not anything that the devil has done, even though he may tempt me and try me. At the end of the day, if I become a slave to sin, it is only because I have chosen to be a slave to sin. That, no, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. But I have this decision. And I've got a decision that I can walk out of that jail cell of addiction. That jail cell that Satan has tried to trap me in to cause me to fall. Because Jesus has already busted wide open the gates. When he died on Calvary, that's what he did. You are no longer bound by sin. You no longer have to live therein. There is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. We are walking in an anointing, folks. We are walking in an authority. We are walking in the spirit. The spirit is living where? So here we've got Jesus. He set us free. So how do I do this? Well, the way that you do it is simply this. Are you ready? You put the word of God in your mouth. Because what you put in is exactly what is going to come out. I need somebody to hear me today. I have read my Bible numerous times. Anybody else in the house read your Bible through Genesis to Revelation? Y'all know what I'm talking about. I've read my Bible through Genesis to Revelation. I've read different versions. I've, I've, I've studied the Bible. And I'm going to tell you something. I still read the Bible. You know why I still read the Bible? Because what I put in comes out. And even though the Bible was sweet and even though it's good, it ain't enough for me to read that book and put it on the shelf and say I'm done with it. Because everyday life and what I deal with and the struggles that I have, do you know where the answer is, folks? It's right here in this book we call the Bible. And so that is why I open it up. Because this is what God told John. He said, you get this scroll, this book, and you eat it, and you eat it all. Because what is inside of you, oh God Almighty, it's going to come out. So I'm starting to learn something. People that aren't eating the word, no wonder all they ever talk about is disaster. People that aren't eating the word, no wonder all they ever want to talk about is how defeated they are, bless God. How depressed they are. But I want to tell you, I've read the back of this book, and I know in the end who's going to win. And I'm telling you, it is the children of the living God that are going to win in the end. Come hell and high water, God said the Lord's going to lift up a standard against 
brings against us, the Spirit of the Lord living inside of us is going to come out against it. And when the devil begins to spat his lies, what do we do? We spat the truth. We give it back to him, the Word of God. Jesus did it when he was in the wilderness fasting. He said, why don't you eat? Turn these stones to bread. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The devil spit out a lie and Jesus spit out the truth. Oh my goodness. Do we realize how powerful the word of God is? If we live in defeat and failure and that's inside of us, then victory naturally can't come out of us. It's something we call sowing and reaping. I used to have a garden. Well, let me say that a little different. Dad used to have a garden. And I just went out there and got in the way. Tried to drive the tractor one day, popped a wheelie on it, about flipped over on me. Thank God I'm still here. Amen. But Dad would plant them seeds. I know what the process of sowing and reaping is. You sow it, you reap it. It's pretty simple. It's kind of cut dry stuff. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like you read some verse in the Bible, you're like, what in the world is that talking about? But then there's other ones you open up and say, thou shalt not kill. And you're like, oh, all right, I get it. They ain't no beating around the bush. I know what it says. Thou shalt not. Thou shalt. Right, we, we get that. And that's the way sowing and reaping is. I mean, if you sow corn into your garden and you bring up collard greens, we need to rebuke the demons that are in your garden. Because there's something crazy going on out there that we need to deal with. That's not how this thing works. But you sow it, you reap it. And so I begin to think, spiritually speaking, this is why we walk around so defeated. Because there's many of us that we not only sow into our own garden, we sow into other people's gardens. And what you sow, so, so if I want to speak defeat into my life, then guess exactly what I'm going to reap. Everything's going to always go against me. Everything's going to be negative. If I speak that miracles don't happen anymore, then guess what I'm going to reap? I'm definitely not reaping a miracle. Because I've already sowed it. And it's got to grow. I go over to this guy's life. And I'll say, well, he said, well, Jimmy, let me tell you what's going on with me. And I'm like, Brian, let me tell you. I had that happen to me about six months ago. I'm going to tell you, it ain't nothing but bad from here. It goes down from here. Let me tell you, this is what's going to happen. What you are doing, you are sowing defeat in their garden. And if Brian's not smart enough to have to ask the Holy Spirit inside of him to uproot that mess and rebuke it in the name of Jesus, guess what's going to grow in his garden? What you even sowed in it. And he's going to believe the lie that you told him through the enemy's lips. And then he's going to be walking around in defeat. Just like you walk around in defeat. But I want to say something to somebody today. If you want to speak into my garden. And all you've got to speak is defeat. I don't want your seeds in my garden. You can go throw them things somewhere else. The only thing I want sowed into my life. Is that there's a good God in heaven. That knows what I need. And even though I don't have the answer. He has them. You can sow that all day long in Jesus name I'll take it but this other mess I, I get that out of here because I got to speak what's inside of me and I can't allow that stuff to take root in my heart I got to hurry so what do we do we commit to grow in faith and we commit to grow in community not only with people but in our communion with God we're growing watch this but immature people do immature things. I can't remember how long ago it's been, but there was like this 45-year-old guy 
running around outside. I mean, he was just acting like an absolute crazy. That's putting it nicely. I had other words in my vocabulary, but praise God, I'm set free today. Had to pull it out. Get out of there. And he's sitting there, boom, scaring his daughter. Ah, he's just laughing. God, dude, you're in a store. Quit acting like a three-year-old. I mean, listen, my wife can tell you, I can, I can hang with the best of them. I love laughing, I love cutting up. But when it comes time to be serious, I know how to act like I got some sense. All right? I don't mind cutting up tonight. I'll get out here with the kids and I'll be petting whatever they bring. And I'll be trying to get a package to spit on me like I do every time I see one. Like a little weirdo, but that's me. I mean, I'm going to play, I'm going to have fun. But at the end of the day, I just can't handle immature people. That act like they're 10 years old when they're 40, when they're 50. After a while, it just gets old. And you're like, all right, God, that's enough, dude. That's enough. But I'm telling you that what I'm finding in our churches, we have some of the same issues in the church today. Because immature believers do immature things. Don't you dare offend them. They won't talk to you anymore. Preacher, I do not like the way Betty looked at me today. I'm telling you, she's got something against me. No, Betty had a hair in her eye. She was squinching, trying to get out. She wasn't trying to shoot you the nasty stink eye. Get over yourself. Immature believers do immature things. And that is why God said what you need to do if you find yourself in a place of spiritual immaturity. He said you need to grow up. I'm telling you God gives us the power to overcome sin. Do you know what that word is called? It is called Grace. Listen, I'm telling you, I thank God today for grace. Does anybody understand what grace is? God said in our text, He said, You're not bound by the law, but now you are living in grace. Grace is the power to climb out, grace is getting something you don't deserve. When the Word of God is preached every Sunday morning, regardless of how bad and vile you think you have been. Grace is given every time the word of God is preached and it is free of charge. And if we allow the Lord, he will build this grace inside of us and then grace begins to make sense because grace is who God is. Depleted people walk around all the time saying, oh my gosh, I'm unworthy. I can't be forgiven. Well, I want to tell you something, friend. You don't understand God's grace because God's grace said I can take the most wicked and vile sinner. This is why I died. If sin is living inside of you, then I have come that you may be set free. You don't have to live in the law which means disaster and if you sin you die but now you are living in grace which means it doesn't matter how deep in the hell hole you went by the grace of God I'll give you my hand and you can climb up out of there and instead of speaking all that defeat over your life once again you can get something inside of you called the grace of God and you can speak it to yourself you can speak it to the world you can say greater is he that's in me than he that's in all of the world it's called Grace. Sin's horrible. I'm going to tell you why sin's bad. The root of all sin is unbelief. It may not necessarily be the, 
the act of sin that's the maximum uh, insult to God, but it's the fact that oftentimes that you do not believe that God knows what's best for you and that your flesh knows better than God does. That's what sin is. When we act on sin, it's as if we are slapping God in the face and saying, my flesh knows best. This is best for me. And I'm going to tell you something about sin. Let's not tell a lie. Some of what the devil offers us is pleasurable. But with every pleasure, there comes twin brothers. They're called destruction and ultimately death. But God has come that we may live in the life of the Spirit. I'm going to close with this. So a decision has to be made. Whether I walk in flesh, whether I walk in spirit. So when you believe yourself over God, it insults him. Come on to the piano, Sandra, I'm closing. I want everybody to understand today. Anything that Satan offers you in this life, it is a counterfeit of what God can give you. There is nothing that the devil will ever offer you that is better than what God will offer you. It may be pleasurable. It may seem like the right thing to do. But all roads of sin lead to death. The wages of sin is death. But the gift, the grace of God, which is the gift of God, it leads us to eternal life evermore. You need a real blessing. God's got one for you. If you need a real high, it's not drugs. It's not anything in this world it can offer. God's got the real high. What you need to do is grow up. Get out of that immaturity. Spiritual immaturity. Step up to the plate and say, God, it is time for me to allow you to put something inside of me that I can speak out, not only over my life, but that I can speak out to other people's lives. In Romans 6.16, the scripture warns us a lot of people will say one thing, but they'll act differently. God says to us quickly, if you are a servant of unrighteousness, then that is who you are working for. It is not just a change of habits, it is a change of nature. It is what is inside of you. It is no longer you act like the devil, but now it is you are like you remember Jesus told the Pharisees that? He said, you are just like your father, the devil. It made those religious people so angry, but they were immature. They were immature. They thought they were grown-ups. They thought they were super spiritual. They thought they had something on the inside to share with the world. And God looked at them and said, no, 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 no. You're living in sin. You're whited sepulchers. You think you got everything together, but I know you don't. You're serving Satan. In Romans 6.20 it draws a comparison. He said when you live for the devil and for yourself, you are not born again. And he said you are absolutely, this was in our text and I'm going to touch it because I'd never noticed it before. He said you are free from righteousness if you are not born again and you are walking in your flesh. As powerful as the force of righteousness is. 
That means that you could ride right by the church and go and do your mess and it would not bother you one bit because in your mind you are free from righteousness. You can do whatever you want. And as powerful as righteousness is, it will never stop you because you're not connected to righteousness. But you know what you need to do? You need to grow up today. You need to grow up today. Because there's not a person in this building that doesn't know how to walk in righteousness. There is not a person in this building today that has never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I feel like God is wanting me to tell some of us in this building today. It is time to shake off everything that is negative. It is time to shake off sin. It is time to shake off unrighteousness. We can't allow that stuff to live in us any longer because it's bringing defeat into our lives. We've got to allow the Spirit of the Lord today to come inside of us and move all of that mess out so you can't live here any longer because this person doesn't belong to you any longer. This is my child. This is my son. This is my daughter. They know the right way. It's time to break through the prison door and throw away the key to the sin that is holding you bound. It doesn't have right over you anymore. You are now made free in Jesus' name. Immature people will excuse it. Immature people will say everybody has a weakness. But do you want to be everybody? When I was growing up, they used to tell me, said, I'd say, well, they did it. And they said, well, if they told you to get on the Empire State Building and jump off, would you do it? Nobody don't know what I'm talking about. In other words, do you want to be just like them in everything they do? Or do you want to be a vessel of honor today? Do you want to be a vessel that's full of anointing? Do you want to be a vessel today that can bring glory to God? Or do you just want to be everybody else? Not a partial deliverance. Not a halfway there deliverance. But a supernatural moment. A moment that God says, let's go. It is your appointed hour. It is Peter sitting there in the prison. And an angel swings open the door and says, Peter, you don't have to live in this mess anymore. Get up. It's a supernatural day. Something supernatural is about to take place. Help is here. I'm going to bring you out. You can get up and walk out of this place. Grow up. as a spiritual maturity. I'm going to leave you with this. Let's all stand. i got to close. Now is not the time for whining. Now is not the time for pouting. Now is not the time for complaining. That's for immature people. Now is not the time to speak out defeat. Now is not even the time to keep spatting out excuses for why you can't walk with God. That's immaturity. But to those that will grow up, it's time for praising right here, right now. It is time for some shouting to take place because it is time for victory to be spoken over your life. It is time, yes, even for accountability. That's a nasty word. But that's what mature believers do. And that's what they look like. Chevy, last scripture. And I'm closing. I've preached 30 minutes. It's time for me to close it down. When This is what Paul says. All right? Y'all ready for this? Paul said, when I was a child, I spoke and I thought and I reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, 
when I became a man, I put away those childish things. Let me tell you something. The last thing I want is a daycare center. The only daycare center I want is if we're making money and keeping kids during the week. God's house isn't a daycare center. This is a spirit-filled house. And every one of us today, we can walk out of that door and we can have something put inside of us. I don't care what you came with. The Spirit of God can fill your life. You can get all that sin shook off of your life. All those addictions, you are made free right now in the name of Jesus. You can walk out of those doors and when you go to work tomorrow and you begin to speak to people, they're going to say, what in the world's going on with Bobby over there? He's never talked like this. He's always been talking to me. He's He's always complained about the drinks went up to $1.50. But today he bought it for $2 and didn't say a word. Do you know why? Because something has happened inside of Bobby. Put up my title screen, son. You cannot speak what is not inside of you. You can only speak what is inside of you. Something happened to Bobby Sunday. And today he's talking just a little bit. Father, I praise you right now, Jesus. I am sick and tired of people that are children of God pouting and walking around as if they have lost their best friend. They sow seeds into their own life of defeat and discouragement. And Satan sits back and giggles and laughs at them because he don't have to do anything. They defeat themselves. They overcome themselves. They talk against themselves. They discourage themselves. He doesn't have to do anything. He just sits back and laughs and look at them. They're going to destroy themselves. I'm tired of that. Because you died on the cross for us. And according to Paul, you have given us victory over these things. And so right now in the name of Jesus, I am asking you to put something inside of people today. And I'm asking you to let them walk away from that life of sin. And I'm asking you to let them walk away from that life of defeat. And I'm asking you to help them to walk away from that life of discouragement. And I'm asking you that they would just say, Father, fill me with your spirit again. That I may speak of the greatness and the goodness of God. My Lord, I'm a child of the King. I'm a child of victory, bless God. The world may be going to hell in a handbasket. People running around saying, what in the world am I going to do? Am I going to have money? Am I going to have a job? Am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? But God help us to be mature believers that we step back and say, y'all can stress all you want. There's a God in heaven that said, I shall provide all your needs according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's what I'm going to speak in the name of the Lord. Somebody shout amen in this house. All right, I'm going to let him sing. And while they sing, you're welcome to pray if you would like to today at the altar. Or you can stay at your pew. But I want you to ask God, put something inside of me so strong that all I can speak is the goodness of God. All I can speak is victory. I don't want to be that guy that when people see me walk in the room, they think, oh God, not him again. I want to be that guy that when I walk in the room, they say, man, I was feeling discouraged before you came here, but now you've spoken life into me. 
How do I do it, Pastor? It's two words. Grow up. Because this is the way mature Christians live. It is a way of life. It is who we are. We look like the one that we serve. And Jesus Christ on the third day showed us what He looked like. He took the keys of death, hell, and the grave, shook them at the devil's face, and said, All power has been given to me in heaven and in earth. Tremble, boy. Tremble. And God said, I give you authority to cast out devils. I give you authority to speak things into existence. For in your tongue is life and death. Use your tongue wisely. Go sing, sing. I'm done. I'm done. All of my hope is in the name, the name of Jesus. The breakthrough will come, come in the name. Great. 